4.3. Shaping the Decision Field, Institutional Congruence versus Identity Cleavages The discussion so far has focused on the factors that strengthen arenas at times leading one to dominate another. In reality, however, people are members of numerous arenas, some of which may dictate the same action when choices are set before them. Where this is the case, individuals may behave in accordance with social institutions of multiple arenas, none of which is, by itself, the strongest. Thus, what matters in determining how arenas come together to shape an individual's choice is how social institutions within these arenas overlap, not how membership does. Scholars of identity and politics have focused on the latter, the overlap in membership, or put differently, identity cleavage structures. Some emphasize nested groups, focusing on cases in which individuals in one community are subsumed in a larger community, e.g. members in a locality are all members of a larger region, and asking which groups individuals respond to most. Others are particularly interested in how cleavage structures affect outcomes such as conflict, democratization, and economic growth. These scholars emphasize different social arrangements, but they largely agree that what matters is how these different identity-based communities influence individuals. Taylor and Ray refer to the different political norms associated with an individual's membership in different groups that lead the individual to be cross-pressured. Lipset emphasizes the multiple and politically inconsistent affiliations, loyalties, and stimuli that individuals face. Lawler and colleagues point to nested group commitments, which can at times be in conflict, as the example of Dalits in Tamil Nadu illustrated. However, the cleavage structure of identity groups does not necessarily correspond to the overlap of social institutions within them. Identity groups may be nested and yet make competing demands on their members. At the same time, identity cleavages may be cross-cutting and yet require the member to make the same choice. To understand this, consider the Ghanaian bureaucrat presented in the introduction. The bureaucrat had spied her chief standing in the office queue, waiting to process his papers, and led him to the front of the line. This response would be consistent with the constellation of rules in Scenario 1 presented in Table 3 on page 34. In this case, the bureaucrat is a member of the state, her ethnic group, and her kinship group. She recognizes that the administrative rules require her to treat applicants in the order they arrive, but social institutions within her ethnic arena, as well as those within her more immediate kin arena, require her to serve the elder first. In the absence of strong state institutions, she does so. In the second scenario, however, she may make a very different choice. The institutions associated with the state and ethnic arenas remain the same. However, imagine she comes from a very nationalist family so rules in her kin arena require her to uphold state rules. Now, even if the ethnic arena has a single largest hold, e.g. she anticipates good standing in her ethnic group affects her ability to get other jobs and marry well, she may still require the chief to wait his turn. She does so when there is a congruence of rules between the state and kinship arenas and when they are jointly stronger than her ethnic arena.